What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Visor, presented by the Inside Groove. I am Nick Mumley. I'll be the host, as always. We've got our panel of drivers here. we got Cam Ouellette in the upper left corner, Marcel Gravel, Matt Smith is here, and Taylor Hoare, fresh off her first uh, Tiger race. Lots to talk about this week. Super excited to have you guys on once again. Uh, how was our last two weeks? We had a lot going on. Governor's Cup, double points. Uh, we all survived, except for Matt, I think. <laughs> Didn't even start, so I guess you can say we kind of survived. <laughs> so uh, I hear your your car is uh, at the doctor's office currently? Yeah. yeah, it's got a couple boo-boos. It's got to go get some arms and stuff fixed on it. Uh, it's pretty broken. Mother Nature did us in this time. Did us dirty. So. She's a miserable bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was we're off to I was, a flying start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, we were, we weren't flying. We were sliding. I was joking with Nick Sweet. I was like, we've hit the point of the season of a terrible season where I have to leave the track blaming Mother Nature. That, that's how bad of a season it is. So it's, it's humorous at this point. I mean, I can do anything but laugh. Yeah. You were in the that... trailer like 10 minutes later and you're like chuckling. I was like, he's broken. This boy is broken. <laughs> like he's past the point of fixing he's in the trailer he's like yeah i don't think we're coming back <laughs> like what what do you mean it was the literal uh embodiment of that that gift um there with the the dog sitting in the room with he's drinking his coffee with the fire and he's like this is fine <laughs> yeah yeah this is fine everything's fine so uh for everything is great um so for those that weren't there on thursday night Matt, um, what happened? Uh, we showed up at the track. We were hopeful that maybe tonight was, or that was the night that uh, maybe we found speed again. And we made three laps in practice. The sky opened up, drove into a mini monsoon, and we connected with the wall with the right side of the car. And it's, it's broke. <laughs> um, I know what's wrong with it. It ain't yeah, got no gas it, in it. <laughs> it got... <laughs> <laughs> it got plenty of gas. It just don't got bars going in the right way that they're supposed to be going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we, I don't know. We went out for practice. It was kind of sprinkling on and off. It wasn't bad. I went into one and two. It picked up like just a little tiny bit and I slowed down the backstretch. I'm like, well, well, we'll throw the race tires on. Uh, Cause I don't think we're going to get a second practice without the weather's looking. So maybe if this stops, we'll be able to scuff those in and slow down, down the backstretch. Cause I was going to pit. And just as I passed a caution light in three, they kicked on. So I slowed down even more and uh, it literally just drove into a, like it was a wall of rain. Um, all of a sudden it just was a straight downpour and didn't matter what I did. Uh, hit the brakes at first, started sliding. I pegged the throttle to see if it would spin and nothing all the way to the wall. So that's, that's where our night ended. It was a good time. Sounds it. I mean, back with the street stocks, Marcel was in this race, I think. We literally raced in, like, pouring rain, and that was fun. But you can't, lesson learned, can't do that in a late model. <clears throat> yeah, that's a fact. Uh, Taylor, you uh, almost won a, a race again. Uh, another podium for you there uh, on double points night. Uh, take us through your night then. 
Welcome back to the show, by the way. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I'm not grounded anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm not really. But anyways, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, practice was a little screwed over just because of the rain. So we already had to start the night off, you know, making the decision on tires just because we had a newer set that we were thinking about running, but we're going to practice both. But before we pulled out for our first practice, it started pouring, um, which I needed uh, windshield wipers. It literally had my head out the car window while being poured on. But any hoodles went to the heat. I don't even remember how the heat went. I think fine. I don't even know, frankly. Sorry, guys. Then started fifth in the in the feature. Um, fell back a spot or two, I think. And then on a restart, finally got the right lane made an aggressive three wide kind of move ish. It was kind of like two, two of us were going for the same pass on one person, but I I just stayed with it, which was, thank God I did or else I probably would have kept going backwards and drove my way up to first, then had a restart staying in first, then another caution came out. And then I think it was Josh Lovely starting next to me who had won two races in a row and a very experienced street stock driver. And he he used some tricks up his sleeve and got the win, but also was very fast and or got the lead, I should say. And probably the only race that I was wishing it would be a 25 lapper because then Dean Switzer caught me and then he got it because I started getting wicked loose. But then I ended up in third and, you know, can't be mad about running in third with two of the best guys. So we'll take it and hopefully get that one another time (laughs) it's coming at some point um governor's cup how'd that go for you if you remember that far back seems like it was a year and a half ago Um, yeah i think really bad i think it was the yeah so the race before that i want to say i started seventh and to put it in like short words i went back to 14th on the bottom is how much I was behind traffic so that just tells you a lot I guess um I've never had to look up trying to you know see if I could find a spot on the top lane which as a young a newer driver I definitely struggled with knowing how big I was and lacking confidence to you know know if I was clear to go up or not so finally like lap 21 I finally got an opening or maybe it was sooner had to move someone a little bit <laughs> to make them the pass to the outside, then got back down, stuck again on the restart. And then finally lap 21, I got to go and I passed like four cars in those four laps. So we had a good car, but we're literally just stuck and blocked, which is really frustrating. But we, yeah, we moved on and had a better week after that. So third points on, or third place on double points made more important. Anyway. um but yeah good to see you guys back up in the top three there after a few uh few weeks off from getting podiums um (laughs) cam uh you guys uh had a a decent couple of races there uh including a pretty strong run on double points night take us through it yeah i think uh my two races are very similar to how taylor's went um i think the uh the first one was the the myers race and we, I think it was anyway. Maybe it wasn't. No, it was the one it, after that. It was a yeah. normal length feature. Um, but right. we were running 
want to say seventh most of that race. Um, kind of happy with that, with how we've been doing and had a restart that I was kind of excited about to bunch us back up and ended up in the wrong lane on the restart. And I think we lost seven, eight spots in the last seven or eight laps. So I think we ended up 13th in that one. Um, but car was in one piece, so we were pretty happy about that. But uh, yeah, midseason went pretty good for us too. I think we finished second or third in the heat and uh feature we started fifth still had a decent handicap and got up to second i believe is where we were and caden fisher was on the pole on a restart and i kind of knew i wasn't going to be able to hang out outside caden and uh looked for a hole and luckily there was one right in front of LaForest, who shout out to LaForest, by the way. I think he had the best race of his Tiger career there on midseason. Yeah, fourth place. Fourth. Yeah. yeah. He had his car going a lot better. He made me work for it going around him. I think I was outside him for a good 15 laps anyway. Just you struggling. Really, to... You had a really impressive move on that restart to get to get clear of him uh, to where you could kind of make a run at, at Beatty there until – uh or not Beatty, um Fisher until uh Sam Karen got in there at the end. Yeah, it was that was the hole I saw was right in front of Chris. It was one of those where pretty sure it's big enough, but we'll close close our eyes and cross our fingers going into three yeah. and never got into me. So there was enough of a hole or he gave me enough of a lift, one of the two. And um yeah, me and Caden kind of took off for a little while till Sam got clear and Sam ran me down for quite a ways and got up to me and I put a nose outside and I gave him the lane to run and I wish I would have let him go a little sooner. Maybe he could have caught Caden and made things more interesting, but I ran him pretty hard for a couple laps. And once he was going to be clear, I just let him go. Okay. You go try and get him, Sam, cause I can't catch him. And he just came up a couple short, but yeah, we we're pretty happy with third on mid season. Yeah. It's what back to back now. Good runs for you guys on double points night. Yeah, the last year we won double points, and this year we're third. So two in a row we've brought home trophies, which is big for us. For sure. Marcel, you're the uh, last one standing here. Um, good night on uh, Governor's Cup. You guys ran pretty strong. Uh, showed, I, I think for the first time all year, showed the long-distance speed uh, that you guys have on that team. And then uh, Thursday night and double points night was uh, not as much fun. Take us through it. Yeah, I mean, really first long distance race of the year. So, I mean, we expected to have uh, long run speed. You know, I, mean, I think we started 11th, probably got back to, I don't know, 13th or so. And just, you know, running enough of these longer ones in my career now, the 150, you know, lappers and 100 lappers and everything you don't have to go drive to the front in the first 50 laps. So just kind of kept our composure and, you know, took guys when we could had a lot of really good battles, uh, raced really hard with uh, Jamie Swallow raced really hard with Kyle Pembroke. Um, you know, a lot of good guys. I mean, we had a great Moody at the and, end too, um, didn't you? Yeah. Brendan. Yeah. And you know, Jason and uh, Cody, they were, they were just, they had about a 10th on everybody, you know, like all day kind of, and they were, they were good. So, it seemed like they never faded there. And I felt like we could have probably run third. Like if I would have been in front of Brendan, I don't know if he could have beat me, but I wasn't good enough to beat him. So um, we were pretty happy with fourth and uh, we went back double points night. 
obviously we got rained out there in the first round. I mean, I made it on the track for about two laps and then I pitted because it started yeah. to rain pretty hard. And um, we went out in the scuff session. We were fastest. And I think it was just me being extra fussy. I don't know if that's exactly how it went or whatnot, but I was, I was complaining a lot more than usual just because we had tried a little different package and we were really trying to fine tune it. You know, if you're not trying to get better, you know, what are you doing? So we felt like we had kind of lost the track, the gov cup. Like we, even though we finished fourth, we didn't, it's not like we powered through the field. So um, we knew we needed to try something and uh, it worked most of the night and it just didn't work in, in the feature. So I think we pitted probably 30 laps in restarted i don't know 17th whatever about last was and we were up to seventh at one point i thought we were going to still maybe salvage a top five and just you know some other guys couldn't hold some holes and then we we just weren't good enough um you know we couldn't pull out and pass and i kind of just had to ride it out so obviously an unfortunate night for it but uh like me and my dad said you know on the ride home or whatever if it would have worked and we would have won the race we would have felt really good about it so it's just one of those racing things I don't think the outside lane was very good there last week for anybody. Yeah. And right before our heat race too, someone either blew up or lost a drive shaft. I don't remember what happened and the track, I mean, it was that way for everybody, but everybody was singled out. I'm like, I'm riding behind Kyle Pembroke who I need to beat, you know? So it did me no good to finish fifth in that heat race. So I pulled out, tried to beat him, couldn't beat him. Scott Dragon got by. So um, that the outside was definitely a little tricky and in the constant, we didn't really have to run it, you know? So I think someone else blew up before the late model race and it can't blame that though. You know, Chris Pelkey went from 11th to the lead. So, um, just weren't good enough. So or, uh, Thursday night really looked like a race of, you know, catching the restart at the right time and getting caught in the right lane, um, more so than it usually is. Um, because like you said, Marcel, you guys were, yeah, after you pit, you went all the way up and then you went, you got caught on the outside on a restart and you went all the way back down. Um, you know, the same thing happened with Landfear, uh, you know, Donahue and, and Dragon really had to make their way up, up through the fields that those two, uh, Donahue, Dragon, Pelkey really, they got lucky with their lanes and they made a couple of big moves on restarts that, you know, got them into those top five positions, but you and Kyle kind of seemed like you were at the mercy of, of what lane you were in all night. It almost seemed like. Yeah, no, I mean, totally. You know, I, I mean, I think Chris had a good car. I mean, but he kind of alluded to it in his post-race, you know, he got a lot of breaks, but that's half of the battle, you know? So um, even when you have a good car, yeah, you, know, you I still mean, need some breaks. So. Um, and Pelkey didn't Kyle, make a move on the Pelkey didn't make a, pass for position on the outside i don't believe till he was inside the top five so um yeah. you know and it 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 you know took him a good majority of the last 25 laps to um to you know get around uh steven martin keegan lampson who you know no offense to either of them but the way pelkey is running this year on a normal night he's passed them in you know five laps or less uh it took him a good chunk of this race to make that move on the outside so yeah it, it was tough out there it looked like yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, no offense to anybody, but, you know, guys, we would normally pass in, you know, two or three laps, we were taking seven to pass, you know, and like, 
that just doesn't fly. So then I had to start getting really creative about trying to snooker guys on the bottom and without running guys over because it's not their fault that I'm having a shit night, you know, and um, it was just tough sledding, you know, but it was the same racetrack for everybody. So um, when we go back on Thursday, we just need to be better, but we're not going to let 10th, you know, it's, it's crazy to think you could let 10th kill your confidence so badly, but right. I mean, we had, we've had such an awesome month and a half that when we get there on Thursday night, I'm just, we just got to go try to win races. That's what we've been doing all year. So just got to put it behind us. Cam, how was the track for you guys? Cause it looked, it looked pretty similar for the tiger race as well. Very. And you know, the tigers have been bottom dominant for the majority of the year already, uh, you know, anyway, but um, I don't know if it was the rain combined with the, uh, you know, the guy in the tigers losing the drive shaft earlier, or uh, I think Tyler Austin uh, blew a rear gear there. Um either early yeah it was early in the feature uh in that race but what the highline just wasn't working for you guys it seemed either huh no I, I think it was about the same and probably a combination of things falling apart and tyler losing his gears i mean it's it all adds up and the track can only take so much you do as much as you can to get it clean but i mean you can't take all night to clean it up either so right yeah the, the outside was a little rough um not as good and it hasn't been great, but it was probably even worse than what it normally has been. I was going to say the track and the racing looked really reminiscent of like when they first paved it, like that's exactly how the racing looked yeah. when they first paved to what we just saw last Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You almost had to have half of a tent. Uh, no, not half a tent. You almost had to have, you know, four tenths, half a second on a guy to even get up on their quarter panel. The outside was just such a guessing game. My car did something different every time we, every time I thought about going out there. So I think Matt's definitely right. When it got paved, it was like, you'd have to be really rolling to get somebody on the top. I, I got to give credit though, to the Tigers and the late models. Um, didn't seem to affect the street stocks as much. I know both lovely and Switzer drove right up through the field on the top. Um, but especially late models, Tigers, uh, the entire divisions did a very good job in you know, two races where double points are on the line and the entire race is a fight for the bottom lane. Um, very minimal contacts, no real big accidents all night long. Um, I mean, overall, this has been a very, very clean year for, for both divisions. Uh, Tigers had a couple of rough ones at the start of the year, but since then, the late models and Tigers have been really clean. Yeah, I think it was nice to see compared to what last year double points night was for us. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember what it was like for the Tiger cars, but I think it's a lot of what Tapley was trying to drill into us in the beginning of the year is everybody knows that parts are hard to come by. And if you find them, they're twice as expensive. So everyone's trying to take care of their equipment a little more than usual. I think it's like, it almost took a couple of wrecks though for people to finally realize right. it like, because oh, like, yeah, you're right. That is costly. Yeah. Right. It takes yeah, me two weeks. <laughs> like the difference of Scott, you know, saying something and then actually having to face the reality. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. It's like dealing with just normal people, like not normal people, but like just with like the daily life of COVID. You're like, yeah, cost of this is this expensive. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. Like it's just because of COVID, whatever. And then they need that. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, um, it seemed like you guys had both lanes going on on uh thursday night um did you did you get up on the top side at all how was it for for the streets compared to late models and tigers where they struggled 
Um, I didn't think I, there was any problem with it. I passed, I think, from sixth to first on the outside. So I didn't see any difference in any other night. But obviously, we go a little bit slower. Well, not much, you actually. You guys are flying out there, right? Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. After the feature, we were talking with Josh Lovely, and we're turning the same exact times, or at least Dean, Josh, and I were turning the same exact times as the Tiger were running in their feature, which is like kind of wild but um so she's just better we get it what i said so she's just better we get it no Cam and marcel suck <laughs> no. i was in the stands <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah i didn't have a problem with it so thankfully the racetrack but... went through so much shit the other night too you know between getting there and the tigers practiced one way and then the late models we practiced for like, I ran like three laps. It rained, you know, and then the sun coming out and going away and drying and people blowing up. And I mean, it was the same for everybody. So it's not an unfair advantage. Obviously, we all had to deal with it. It was just crazy how it just went through so many phases the other night. The track went through about as much as stuff as my car did. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't feeling all right by the end of the night. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, you guys, you mentioned that you watched the racing from the stands. Uh, <laughs> what was that experience like compared to, you know, being in the car all season long? Did you catch anything that you might not have been uh, seeing while you were in the car? Um, I mean, we've kind of touched on it all. Everyone was racing cleaner. Um, it's definitely just different. You know, it's a lot easier to kind of quarterback how a race goes when you're watching from the stands um it's it's easier when you're watching to just be like well why didn't you do this or why didn't that guy do that or like taylor had an opening at one point and i was like well why didn't you take that opening and it's just small things like that and then you, you know now since i have the experience of driving i have to sit back on my heels and be like well you know you don't see everything in the car like you just it's it's always cool that's why i've always liked the friday night before the milk bowl to get to watch the racing just because it is nice to just go watch a race at thunder road um, a place that we've turned so many laps and just finally get to see how it's done um, through the eyes of the spectator. So uh, going back a little ways, uh, Governor's Cup Day, that was a little bit crazy. Um, there was a lot of people there. Uh, I think that's, I mean, the tri-track guys brought a lot of people this year, uh, but the uh, but Brad Keselowski showing up to Thunder Road, a lot of late models, a lot of fans, a lot of people in the pits, a lot of people that I don't think had ever been to a racetrack in the pits. Uh, what were you guys thinking on uh, a couple of Thursday nights ago? Is How do we feel about that? I think we've all just come to expect when we bring, when Thunder Road brings a star, that the pits are just going to be hectic. Um, so I don't think it was like a real surprise to any of us. Uh, we just expect some person to walk out in front of us as we're trying to get on track. Um, but it was cool to see the grandstands as full as they were. Um, it wasn't just like the main grandstands. It wasn't just Bud Hill. Like it was all the way around the track, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Matt's right too. And I think obviously everybody in here, even Nick, because he's down there all the time knows that there's like a pit road etiquette, you know, like if you're in a race car walking, you know, and I, when the, when there's that many people who aren't normally in there, you run into a little bit more 
problems with people who just have no clue where to be and when to be there. But thankfully, nobody, you know, like gets hurt or anything like that because it'd be pretty easy to do. Some guys fly in and out of there. So it was definitely a different atmosphere down on pit road. There was a lot of people. On the positive side of it, there was a ton of people that come down after the race. Yeah. That thought it was the coolest thing in the world to be walking down in the pits, talking to the drivers, sitting in their cars. Yeah. Yeah. I've never yeah, had so many people to come up to me after a race before. You're definitely right. I forgot all about that. That was cool. Yeah. It was very reminiscent of, uh, I don't think any of you guys went to Shadier this year for the ACT race. Nick, were you there? No. No. But no. it was ridiculous there the amount of people walking through the pits um the fans are just constantly crawling in and out of cars checking them all out it was it was like i was blown away because we don't get that at thunder road like yeah we open the pits up at the end of the night but during racing the amount of people that were just that bought pit passes at shoddy air to just go walk around it was it was nuts um and at the end of the gov cup it was very much like that. Like, like Cam was saying, like the amount of people that were just coming over and checking out the cars and thought how cool it was. They were taking photos like everywhere. It was, it was pretty cool to see. And I mean, we need that. I mean, that's, that's how the sport grows. Yeah. It used to I, be a lot more like that back in the day too. Like I remember with dad, obviously I was a kid, you know, but the camaraderie amongst the divisions and the drivers was a lot higher than it is today. And every Thursday night was, you know, people were always hanging out afterwards, drinking beer, telling stories, you know, hanging out at each other's trailers. And I always thought when I was a kid that it was going to be more like that. Um, but that part of it is kind of gone, you know, uh, at least on our side of town. So it was cool to have it, you know, be that way last week, how it used to kind of be all the time. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was really cool that um, even though, and this is this is the thing that that bothered me that has bothered me a lot over the last few years. Um, you know, when I first found out about Thunder Road, obviously I lived an hour and a half north up in St. Albans growing up. Um, you know, I had no no natural ties to Barry or the racetrack or anything. I didn't I was just a NASCAR fan and you know, they would show Thunder Road highlights on the news. And that's how I found out about Thunder Road. And that's, you know, how I, how I learned about the, the drivers. Like, Taylor, I remember hearing story, hearing them interview your dad all the time after and thinking, man, this guy wins just about every race. <laughs> and, um, you know, just that. And then the last few years, the, the local news people have, like, either stopped showing up altogether or shown up and completely half-assed it and had no idea what they were doing and not put any effort into it at all. But it was very cool, you know, when Keselowski was there that everybody showed up. And since then, and last week, you know, they were showing up again. So I, I hope that it is a, you know, for any hope that there might be another kid out there like me that, you know, might not live near Barrier or Thunder Road that might be really into racing and might not know about Thunder Road that, you know, they sit down and watch the news at night and see those highlights of you guys. I thought that I, I just thought it was really cool to see all the news people there and then put so much effort in um, when Keselowski was there. That was for, from my standpoint, personally, that was, that was a big deal for me. I totally forgot about that. There were cameras everywhere. 
Oh my God. <laughs> there was a insane. drone constantly flying over. There was like a TV camera every corner you took. There was just a camera in your face. And I was like, this is that ridiculous. guy on the front stretch. Yeah. For the flow racing guy. Yep. Yeah. He got a good shot of me when they booed Corliss. And I was like, oh my God. And they yeah. put it in the clip. It's like, oh no. <laughs> the fans like booed Corliss. I don't know why. They obviously don't know him as a person, you know, but the guy with for flow racing was standing right in front of me. And I looked at Matt. I was like, oh shit. Hometown boy didn't get any love right there. And I watched yeah. the flow racing, like, you know, little video they did. And all of a sudden there it is. And I'm like, oh no. And I listened. Sure enough. Got on camera. It's like there was cameras everywhere. Yeah. It yeah, was cool, I was though. worried. I was worried about you, Marcel, going by um during all the pre-race. Flo had some like cameras like hooked up on you, like as you were getting ready, <laughs> like for like the like five minutes uh, leading up yeah. until you took off. I was like, man, it was cool. This kid's head is gonna explode during the pace lap. It was but. it was super cool. Like, you know, they they just that's the stuff that you see them do to like all the other stuff, like with the Blizzard yeah. series, you know, like, and sure, this is more down south stuff, but Cars Tour, you know, all that sort of stuff. They put that amount of effort into almost every race for them. So, I'm, I mean, it's very cool that they did it for all of us. I thought that was super cool. Were, and how they had the news desk there for yeah. whatever, Channel 5 or something. I was like, that's wild. You know, it's good for Thunder Road. So, I'm very good for it. Thunder Road. Yeah, I, I just hope that they keep uh, keep coming back for, you know, the racing itself, not just because Kozlowski is there. We'll um, probably never see Channel 5 again this year. We definitely won't <laughs> see that desk. <laughs> we definitely won't see that desk, yeah. <laughs> we might see a reporter and a camera, but that desk is not. It's always the one guy from WCAX that we see. <laughs> and we all know who that guy is. He does a good job, but we won't yeah. see anybody else. <laughs> it was very strange um, being, because usually I am the only if not one of two maybe three people doing post-race interviews at the racetrack um governor's cup i was in a constant line of i think seven seven different media outlets were there including including myself so that was uh that was interesting um especially the part when brad keselowski uh they had they lined us all up to do media and they saw the people with the super big expensive tv cameras and i got to listen to people ask brad keselowski whether or not he prefers you know maple syrup or hot dogs over and over again for 20 minutes um and then by the time he was ready to or by the time it got to you know flow racing and then me and he was ready to answer some real questions he was sick of answering questions so that was fun um and then the six people trying to interview jason corliss and ask him the same questions that they asked brad keselowski post-race but that was just me when you see that up close like that though it must and i felt this way because i saw brad having to talk to somebody and i was like can you imagine when it's like at a nascar race no one of those guys get so tired of that shit i mean they get they get close to those yeah guys. you know they have no. no space i felt like an absolute like i you know I, I felt like one of those paparazzi people there that are just yeah. following everybody around i felt i have never felt worse about interviewing a guy when i was you know like the sixth person to talk to keselowski and you could tell like he, he was nice and answered my questions but 
you could just tell that he was sick of it and i was like this this kind of sucks but it was great um he was very nice i thought uh always cool to meet you know a big name guy like that but i just hope you know if if i'm the you know number six person doing media at thunder road i'm going to consider that that a good thing um because it means that there's a lot of local interest in the track so I bitch about it a little bit, but at the same time, it's a, a really good thing. So, yeah, that was good. Um, so, Taylor, I think you were the only one of us that was racing on Saturday, uh, and you were not racing in a street stock car. No. No. What, um, what were you racing in? I got to race a Tiger for the first time. So, that was pretty different and exciting um i had plans to run kelsey woodard's 55 tiger that her brother tanner's been driving over there but since he was doing his late model gig over there i got a chance to hop in but um their father jason woodard ended up having some engine issues like a vibration and he's in the points so (laughs) They put me in that car for the heat after only ever practicing or never practicing it. So just hopped in a tiger that I've never didn't practice and wasn't comfortable in, but it ended up going okay. Um, In the heat race, I kind of just, I don't even know. I think I just stayed in the back where I was. Um, And then in the feature, I think I started like 15th, maybe like second to last so that was that um and made some mistakes had some fun but it was just it's just such a different beast so much more power so much more um capabilities of me overdriving the corner which is honestly hard to do in the mustang so i definitely didn't make many friends when i overdrove the corner a few times into people (laughs) or overdrove it where I was just in the boonies up above the track. Um, I ended up hitting someone and then he wasn't very happy with me. So then he brake checked me and then, oh, it was just, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. So, but then the uh, restart happened and I actually stayed with the pack for like a few laps there and was passing on the outside. And then I just got a little too excited with myself and overdrove it and then lost like four spots. So ended up 12th, but, um, We'll take it and I'm going to be racing that again this weekend so I'm excited to use what I learned and try it again so yeah gonna be a <laughs> lot of people there on Saturday oh yeah the pressure is gonna be on <laughs> not really I'll just have fun with it and do what I can <laughs> what was the but, biggest difference that you found like first thing getting going from the street stock to the tiger having to use brakes like I don't touch my brakes in my street stock and going out for practice I was really struggling because I would not let off or I would let off at the right time but then I wouldn't even touch the brakes nearly enough and so once I finally got in like the heat race and got with other cars you know in front of me and behind me I finally got the rhythm of what was going on and so that was definitely helpful having some bunnies to chase but definitely like honestly the brakes was the biggest thing like actually having to like use them and then get right back on the gas and hammer it down and then go so it was fun different but yeah had a good time so 
and the car's in one piece. So that's oh, another good oh. thing. <laughs> you took Cam's advice. Cam always says it's a good night when the car is in one piece. Yeah, so, that would have been bad if it wasn't very bad, considering it wasn't my car. <laughs> so. so, Cam, are you nervous that you might have to race against Taylor here in the next little bit? I'm shaking in my boots, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's nice that, I mean, you can see the divisions working how they're supposed to. Obviously, Taylor's going to plan on coming up through the ranks. So it's nice to see people coming up and know they have plans to come up. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about me for a while. Thunder Road Tiger Racing honestly just doesn't seem very fun in my it's a blast. opinion. It's a blast. Are you sure? No. Has been doing it long <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, I watch it every week and I have so much fun in that street stock division. Like, you know, and with the option of White Mountain being kind of relatively close in the same division, if I had to choose, I'd do Tigers there because it just seems more forgiving track. I feel like less competitive field, which, you know, might not be as good for learning purposes, but Thunder Road, I just don't have a whole lot of interest to go ride in the pack there. But we'll see where the world takes me, so who knows? <laughs> street socks it is for now marcel and matt loved the uh, tigers so much that they just didn't even race in them so yeah, it worked out nailed it on that <laughs> one it's clearly it's working out for both of them right now it's they're just wrecking each other in more expensive cars that's all yeah <laughs> yeah Thanks. so uh the midsummer 250 is, is coming up this weekend um that is I put that one second on my calendar of favorite races of the year, second to the Milk Bowl. Uh, Marcel, sounds like you're going to be going down. Matt, yep. I would assume that you'll be there. Taylor, you said you'll be there. Cam, will you be there as well? Uh, Yeah, we'll probably go over. I won't bring the race car, but we'll probably go. What are you guys looking forward, forward to for that night? That's like the big night of the year for White Mountain. It's like their Milk Bowl. First of all, I feel like Cam has to bring the car so he can race against Taylor. Mm. This is true. <laughs> yeah. We're going to peer pressure you into racing. He just yeah, did that. Mm. No, and damn well, he's not bringing his car. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I thought like, about mm, this long and hard for shot. two seconds, and I've made yeah. my decision. Yeah, we'll see how Thursday goes. That's all I can say. <laughs> bring her back in one piece. Yeah. Touch a cop out. He's gonna win Thursday, but he's gonna be like, I crossed the checkered, I heard a rattle. We ain't loading uh, rear ends been, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so Marcel, you're going back to White Mountain. Um yeah. T Boy, I'm assuming. Last time you out in that car you won. Think you can yeah. win the two fifty. I mean, I've not been very good outside of Thunder Road until I started driving this poor city car and having Gary Crooks to kind of like lean on for my driving stuff because my dad didn't run late models at any of these other racetracks. So like when we go to them, we kind of just learn together. Um, so I'm sure Gary will have some insight for me um, going into white mountain and he made me better at Oxford. So uh, I'm hoping that my dad will give me a good piece. I'm confident that he will. And just got to try to be there for all 250 laps. I think that's uh pretty big race of attrition and if you aren't there you know at the end you're not going to be able to do anything anyway so i think a 
a good day for us would be like if we could go over there and run, you know, very competitively in the top 10, top five, you know, at this point is obviously my goal. And if we had a perfect day, if we could win the race, that'd be fantastic too. Obviously that's what we're going to do, but I mean, we haven't, I haven't been there in a year and T-Boy, you know, has again, the complete makeover since he's been there. So um, the goal is to go win, but there's going to be a lot of studs over there, man. That's a, that's a big race. So um, obviously we don't, we wouldn't go if we didn't think that we could, but we have uh, confidence going in there right now. So it's good. It's going to be cool. I like getting over there. I'm just trying to get my <laughs> head wrapped around that place. It's a lot different than Thunder Road. Matt, I'm sure uh, you guys are looking at this one with the uh, DJ and and the ACT team there is uh, the one that got away last year. You guys think he can beat Marcel this year? Yeah, I mean, like he said, it's going to be filled with people, so hopefully we can beat all of them. Uh, I think the team kind of as a whole, we haven't really said it, but I think we're all kind of thinking it. We've kind of put this one up there as the target. If there's a like, if there's a race that we want back and there's a race that we want to win this year, it's, it's going to be this one. Um, so we're definitely putting our all into it uh obviously i mean i know that we have a a stellar driver um working with us as long as we can give him the car and andrew normally does uh i, th I think i think we got a good enough shot at it uh, it's just you know survive the 250 laps get through the pit stops and uh be there at the end of it yeah the um the best part about the 250 from a from my perspective um as someone who's hunting for storylines out of races is uh you guys obviously get the the opportunity to pit not everybody takes it you know with mixed results some people go really early some people go really late there's no proven strategy of you know when to pit and what works best um how do you guys approach matt from a team perspective marcel driving the car obviously in this in this race how do you guys approach knowing that you know you could stop you could not stop but a lot of people are going to stop this is the only long distance race where you know a pit stop is included so how does that change your preparation for it go for it i'm just answer as a driver um yeah i've ran a few of these races now where even though they weren't 250 laps uh, for a little while, there was like 150 lampers where you could pit and get rights. Um, it's hard to tell, you know, you kind of just have to feel the race out, you know, by lap, you know, 70 or not even that late by lap 50, you know, you're going to know if you have a realistic chance to run in the top 10 of that race. Um, and then you kind of just going to have to fly by the seat of your pants. You know, when the yellows come out, if you feel like you could drive, do you have a good enough race car to drive through the field? You know, did you get to where you are because you got all the right brakes? Um, so it's a, it, you know, you can go in there and be like, all right, on lap 100, we're pitting, but if a caution doesn't come out until lap 170, I bet you don't pit at lap 100. So it's, it's hard to, you know, make a real effective plan. I feel like, um, I think we kind of don't really know because I haven't been there for so long and we don't know what kind of car we're going to have, you know? So, um, I think that if we had good track position and we felt like we could race up through there with those guys, you know, obviously you come with them. And if you don't feel like that and you're going to need a perfect stop and all the right breaks, you got to do something off strategy to try to steal it at the end or hang on to it at the end. So I'm excited for that part just because we don't get to do it very often. I think that'll be, you know, a super cool element to it when my dad's up there racking his brain on when he wants us to come and if he wants us to and I'm pretty excited for it, actually. I, I normally am not excited to go to White Mountain, but 
for some reason, I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's a big race and I think we're, I think we're going to go be competitive. I'm, I'm ready to go. You said it's been a year since you've been there, right? That's, that's probably why you're excited. You all the other stuff is out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't have a good car, you know, anytime I've ran it, I've never ran it. I ran a white mountain one time in T-Boy and every other time I ran old red and we never had our, you know, hands really wrapped around old red. We could always make old red good for 75 to hundred laps and some of those tour races that we went and did. But I mean, T-Boy is a car, obviously, you know, that is capable of winning on the tour and it's going to be our best shot that we've ever had since I've been over there. Um, it's going to be the best piece that we've ever prepared. And, you know, we're bringing a, a great, great quality race car in T-Boy. So uh, I'm very excited about it. All the other races, I was like, ah, just go over there and survive, you know, and hang around and whatever. But we're going to just go over there and go for it because we have nothing to lose on a tour race. Nothing, you know. Matthew? Do you have anything to add? I mean, on a team side of thing, I know me and Andrew have always looked forward to this just because of the live pit stops. Uh, it was like two or three years ago when we were doing the live pit stops and we actually <laughs> RPM showed up and they had their fancy pit guns and they're out there testing them and it sounds badass. And me and Andrew and a couple other guys busted out a pit stop. And we ended up beating the RPM crew. So with like our little electric Milwaukee impact. So hell ever, yeah. Ever since then, I mean, we are always just like, yeah, let's do this. Like we're, we're there to beat everyone. Like we could care less if we finish first, but if we're the first car out that pit stop, I know we're pumped. Um, but as, as it goes for determining when to make that pit stop, um, as a team thing, you know, it's, it's just kind of, you listen to what the driver gives you for feedback. Uh, kind of like Marcel said, you know, if you start out deep and you drive up to 10th or so, and it gets to about that time where, where you were thinking in your head where you're going to pit, um, you know, it's, do we have any tire left or do we need to pit? Um, and then the other question is, is if you do pit because you don't have enough tire left is other people around you going to pit. So it's, it's just like MJ said, like you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants, uh, you go with whatever the driver gives you for feedback, how he thinks the car is going to do, how much he thinks he's used it up to get to where he is. And, and you just kind of hope you're not leaving the thing when you go to make the decision, because at that point, you know, who knows you could pit and nobody else could next thing you know, you're sitting in last with four fresh tires and looking at the rest of the field. So it's a, it's a challenging race alone for the driver uh, to make it 250 laps. But when you add in, the chance to be able to pit it just it just adds a whole nother level to it um and it really makes it, it it's a its own show and it's pretty exciting yeah i mean you won't be shocked if you see guys like almost like a cup race you know when they're like coming off a of four there and they're all deciding if they're gonna pit or not and the the first place guy is like yep we're going all of a sudden everybody goes you know <laughs> i mean obviously act crews aren't busting out a 12 second pit stop and like maybe they can't fly quite by the seat of their pants like that but i bet if dj was leading the race we were all lined up behind him and he went down pit road. We're probably all going down pit road with him because he's probably leading the race because he's got the best car. So he's going to drive through anyway, you know? So that's one of the things like Matt said, flying by the seat of your pants. All right. DJ's going, we're all going. Almost like an iRacing lobby. Yeah. Except for no one better be doing that faking out where you drive back up and get cleaned out by somebody <laughs> or something. God, 
I think we'll see that at least once on Saturday. Somebody try to fake it out going to going to pit road. I'll do it. I'll do it for you guys. I could name names, but I'm not going to. I'll do it. I'm not scared. I'll do it. Marcel Gravel's gonna pit from 17th, but oh, he he tricked us all. <laughs> and he wrecked 17th on back. They yeah. all fought away. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Yeah. So oh, wait, uh, wait, before 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 it gets forgotten. And I know maybe Matt, hopefully I don't steal it from Matt, but Scott Coburn, mid-season savior. I was yeah. two like, years in a row of. now. Two years in a row. I was gonna touch on that. Yeah. So. Okay. I so I didn't know if you were or not. So I was like, you know what? I gotta say something. No, oh my guy Scott. Yeah, no, definitely. He's uh he's a class act, man. I mean, I he's uh he's pretty awesome. Um it was back when I, I didn't know, I talked to MJ. I'm like, I don't even know if Scott likes me <laughs> before I went and asked him. And uh, I reassured because, him that neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've never had a bad moment on track, but man, when I was a rookie, it felt like me and him were constantly racing next to each other. And I was like, man, I think we're friends, but I don't know. Um, hmm. And it really came down to the fact that he ran a four and I'm like, well, it's a lot easier to tape a zero onto that thing than trying to cover up another, another uh, number there. But it, yeah, I mean, hats off to him. Uh, super stellar guy. I walked down there and his uh, Nicole, I don't know if they're married or girlfriend, but she was like, I'm pretty sure I know why you're down here. And I, I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm not asking to drive this. I'm like, you get to drive it tonight, Scott. I was like, but would you mind throwing a zero in front of that floor? Um, and they were all for it. Uh, they, they, you know, they didn't really hesitate. They didn't really ask a lot of questions. They were just like, yeah, sure. Like if it's going to help you out, for sure. Um, which is huge. Uh, you don't see that a lot in the late model division. Uh, as MJ said before, it, it can be pretty cutthroat sometimes between people. Um, but there are, there's a select few that are just stand up guys. And Scott's one of them. Um, I joked in my Facebook post, I think he's going to have to become like the mid season fill in for people because two years in a row and he's done it now. Yeah. Scott's a good dude. Good group, him and Nicole and Scott's dad. They're all really good people. Yeah, I want him to win a race really badly. Oh, my God, so bad. That would yeah, be so cool. <laughs> that night That'd that we so had double cool. features, he started on the pole, and dad was like – He had a hell of a car, to like too. Like a half a straightaway, and I was like, let's go green, baby. All the way yeah. to the end, Coburn's going to win this thing. That would have been sweet. Yeah, yeah he, he deserves one at some point. Uh, that definitely. is definitely, definitely a cool story, Matt um, and Marcel. You, that was probably if I had to rank the top five stories from last year, Marcel. I think uh, you getting to run his car on double points night, and saving your season, was uh, right yeah. up there in the top five. That was uh, that was a big moment for you guys last year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it totally changed me and Scott's relationship because, like I touched before, we didn't have one, and like Scott is one of my better friends at the racetrack. My dad's too. You know, we. We try to go out of our way. He goes out of his way. We talk to him all the time and he's a really good guy. And um, I was glad that, you know, it worked out for everybody. And uh, now I have a really good relationship with all those guys. So it was super cool. All right. Um, so as we get ready to wind down this week's show, uh, Thunder Road, we'll have what, a couple of races of Thunder Road for our next show. Um, so my question for the room, we got double points night out of the way. Now it feels like there's a lot of buildup over the last few weeks to get to double points night. Now double points night is over. It's a like seven race stretch to the championship finish. Now um, 
from here on out these next couple of races, what is the big, what's the most important thing to have as part of your mindset going into these races? Anybody can start. Cameron, start it off. Remember that seven races is a lot of races. It might, I mean, you might be over the hump now, but you've, (laughs) you still got a lot of racing left. So anything could happen at this point still. Who's next? Taylor. We're like eight episodes into this now. I expect you guys to be just firing right off, right in order. Started 30 minutes later today. For some reason, we're exhausted. <laughs> um, I, I, for us, sorry, I wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> what were you watching TikToks this whole time? Like, you did? <laughs> no, <or> what? I <laughs> just. Over there, sending Snapchats. Sending Snapchats. Yeah. New new segment for the show next week. Taylor's uh, Taylor's TikTok of the week. She's gonna share TikTok. TikTok with the group. You guys. Okay. Any hoodles? You guys frustrate me. Anyways, (laughs) what am I was I even gonna say? Um, I don't know. Our mentality is just, you know. Have good, like, you know, ideally top 10 finishes are good for points. I don't think at this point we're definitely not going for the championship and never were. Obviously, it was kind of just see where we could finish. And, you know, we're in the top 10 now and staying there, even, you know, making it maybe the top five would be really cool for us and our team. Um, But honestly, just having good runs and clean, (laughs) clean race car. that okay they're picking on me so i'm i don't know what else to say <laughs> this is all matt's fault <laughs> i did nothing yeah. <laughs> I, did not. <laughs> I had a neighbor i'm sorry i can i had a neighbor growing up that would always say you know after he said everything and i was just at one point i looked at him and i was like you know i don't know actually <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Taylor oh, takes it don't... so well though, because she she always gives us stuff to laugh about, but she always takes it well. Well, we I'm give her shit kidding. like this. Well, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Episode eight of behind the visor. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, I like that one. I didn't perfect. mean to do that. That was perfectly fine. So, awesome. I don't know, but now I'm going to think too hard about not saying it. Anyways, um, I don't know what I'm saying. Continue somewhere else. Matthew, what's the key for the next seven races? Uh, I, for me, Start them. Yeah, I was going to say for me. If it's not raining, the wall. Just, yeah, if there's rain in the forecast, just leave it in the garage, I guess. We should have known when you saw Alan come over to wipe off my window and you beckoned to him to come wipe off your window. What were we thinking? We should have left them right there. I thought about looping it and just going into the, not on track, like pulling out and pulling back into the pits. Yep. So but it I. stopped raining. I'm like, oh, we're good. Like, And plus, our season's been junk i've been running awful so i wanted every lap of practice and i got three and then i'm and then i got a broken car so three for dale yep and we were third quickest too so (laughs) um no i mean my season's completely 
I mean, we, we weren't really in it for points anyways. So for the rest of the season, our car's going out, it's uh, getting front clipped. Um, we probably should have after the Marcel accident. We, we think we've been chasing gremlins ever since then. I mean, the speed's just been awful, but we thought we, we had it, but we, you know, we're, we're happy. We're looking forward to having it back to where it should be. Um, so, I mean, the rest of the season for us is we won't be racing this weekend. I'll be a fan up in the stands again. Uh, so everyone be on their best behaviors. Cam, do all of your sponsors. Don't thank them twice. <laughs> um, that That's all Aaron's fault. <laughs> I always say Bulldogs first, and then he, he whispers to me, Bulldogs. So didn't I say that? No. Okay, well, I'll thank him twice. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't hurt. Just no. extra appreciation to them. But, uh, yeah, so we won't be there this weekend. Carl will still be out of commission, but we'll be hopefully back the week after. We're just looking forward to getting back. Um, hopefully the car has the speed that we unloaded with the first two races because – it just hasn't been fun uh, as a driver's standpoint, but just seeing it on the crew's face, you know, every time I park the car in like 13th or whatever, they know that we're capable of better. And I haven't given the team the finishes that they deserve. And, you know, I want to get back to doing that. So that's going to be the rest of our season. Uh, we're, we don't care about points. We are, I'm there to get that first win uh, and the team is there to, you know, help me. So we're looking forward to it. Um, like I said, this week, we'll just be a spectator, which is, I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, just because of how the season went. It'll be cool to just sit there and watch it again. Know that I don't have to worry about working on a car or, you know, complaining about something that the team probably already fixed, but I'm complaining anyways. <laughs> so they're probably looking forward to it, but that's the rest of our season. Uh, the next seven races or whatever we got left, it's go out there, try to get that win and just have fun. Yeah, um, uh, I think uh, for the next, I didn't know there were seven left, I guess. Um, just going to go out and do what we were, you know, have been doing. Like I said earlier, we, we had such an awesome month, month and a half that we can't let one tenth place, you know, totally derail everything that we've done up to this point. And all we've been trying to, we haven't been trying to do anything special. When we go to the racetrack, we try to win. So when we go for the rest of the year, that's what we got to try to do. Um, I'm more than confident in my dad's abilities to get our car back to where it was. And I just got to do my job on the racetrack and go out there and get some wins. That's all we really can do. So just going to try to go out and win and have fun doing it. So we've been having fun all year. Normally I don't have that much fun racing, so it's more stressful, you know, so just got to get, uh, keep having fun, you know, keeps everybody's mood up. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I don't know. try to win some races, <laughs> you know, um you know actually the uh, the late models only has six races points i didn't i was gonna say seven sounded like a lot we have maybe six. i got everyone, that wrong everyone else has seven so we end uh, okay. on the 18th oh that's right because of 25th. the labor day yep. yep and then everybody else ends on the labor, labor day. day classic 200 you know what do you got taylor oh i was just saying i was drawing an eight i have eight races because we yeah, have the street have the special yeah. Oh, oh yeah yeah oh shit yep that's fun so we, race to watch. So we all have a different number of races to go. Matt, you've got five. Marcel has six. Cam has seven, and Taylor is eight. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I I did that way wrong. Um. So looking at it, because uh, I counted the. How hard you hit that wall last week? Are you concussed again, dude? That was actually. <laughs> I told the team. 
I was like, that was the hardest hit I've actually taken on a race car. Uh, Dude, maybe the down. hit that got you was when you dove under the race car, like there was a hundred dollars under there to look at it. Well, the thing I is, covered you with the umbrella. No, it was raining like, pretty hard. He didn't. His Dude, head you you should have seen Matt. He like ran out of the hauler, <laughs> right on his stomach in the pouring rain, and goes under the car with Andrew. And I was like, oh no, my buddy's feet are gonna get wet. So I like ran out there with the umbrella, and I like hovered over his feet. You no, two are I mean, so cute. Soaked anyway. Well, yeah. Well, what happened was like, I'm, I'm in the trailer. I'm taking off my race suit and stuff. Cause like, I know we're done. I'm like, there's no freaking way we're fixing that. But my crew chief, he's stubborn. And I know he's going to try to fix it right up till the end. And my wife came in he was like, she was like, can you go get him? Like get him out of the water. And I looked at her, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to get him in the trailer. And I, I was like, I'm not going to let him be out there alone. So I went and crawled under that stupid race car with him. And I just looked at everything and I, the first thing I said, I crawled under the car and I was like, hey, uh, it, it's killed, isn't it? And he was like, uh, I, th- I think we can get it back out. And I looked down and like, it's killed, right? And he was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty broken. And I was like, you want to go in the trailer? And he's like, no, I want to keep looking. I'm like, all right, fine. So like, we are getting soaked under the car. It is just a river. All of a sudden I have an umbrella over my feet. It's Marcel <laughs> trying to be a good friend. And then I, w- and then I don't know. I don't even think MJ heard me, but I was like, shouldn't someone else be holding the umbrella for me? And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, his crew guy, Alan's over there and I crawled under the car. It wasn't bad. The exhaust and the, the engine was putting off enough heat where the back was pretty warm, but everything down below was pretty soaked and cold. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I was. That's the only reason I was under the car. I'm like, I'm not going to let my crew guy go drown by himself. I'm going to go drown with him. And Alan came in the trailer and I was like, how bad is it? He's like, all I heard Matt say was, Andrew, the fucking tin is bent or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it's not good. He was so adamant that he could get it fixed. And I was like, it ain't worth it. I'm like, don't Matt's you know? That's like, I've, I've literally <laughs> seen this same exact story three times this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking tin is bent. We're not like, going back out. Like I said, I slowed down on the backstretch because like I was pitting and I still hit that. Like that was the hardest I've ever hit the wall. And I wasn't going that fast, but the rain hit and the car just sped up and done. So yeah. the, uh, not that it's funny, obviously, Matt, um, but I mean, the, everything at this the point, funny kind of part, happens, so. the funny part about it was in our show group chat all day long on Thursday, we were talking about whether or not it was going to rain. And then, um, I don't know, probably what an hour and a half before that uh monsoon came i took a picture of the radar on my phone and sent it to the group chat and said this this could be problematic and then at like eight o'clock that night matt replies and he's like yup it was (laughs) (laughs) it indeed was problematic (laughs) so yep it was (laughs) that's for sure one like i heard some guy I don't even know who it was in the pit. I don't even know who it was. They're just walking by the car and they were just like, you guys shouldn't even been out there. This is the track's fault. And I looked at them like there was one car out of like 27 that crashed. I'm like, you can't blame the track. I'm like, I I can't even really blame myself. I'm like, but you can't blame the track on that one. I'm like, it wasn't raining. And then it was there's well, that's, and that's what a lot of people said. Like I checked with a couple of people and I was like, Hey, did your spotters let you know it was raining? And they're all like, no, our spotters said that it wasn't raining when we were telling them that it was raining. I was like, all right. So I wasn't alone. Yeah. Yeah. I told dad that I said it when Alan was wiping my window off, I was like, okay, well it's raining. 
And he's like, it's not raining over here. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's his sign that I'm going out there. I and noticed I got out there and we're like, yep, it's raining out here. I noticed that it was raining after Matt had hit the wall. If that makes any, I noticed it was raining <laughs> about 0.2 seconds before I hit the wall. Well, yep. At least yep. there's that. Um, all right, let's, uh, get to our hypothetical of the week and then we will, uh, get out of here for the evening. Um, so this week's hypothetical question with, uh, the midsummer two fifty coming up, there was, if you could run a, uh, long distance race, any track, uh, say other than thunder road, where would you want to run, uh, you know, 250 plus lap race at. A lot of them. Yeah, I can't even do 75. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I can't even do 75. 250. Come on. <laughs> I think it would have to be either the Red Bud 400. Yes, or, I like that answer. Or the Snowball Derby is 300 laps. Yep. I mean, I think the, the snowball derby is probably, I don't want to say easier to do, but the red, but that that's a lot of laps and that racetrack is insane. So what's the Winchester? 300. 400. 400. Is it 400? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Taylor, yeah, didn't your dad it. race in that race? Yeah. Is it 400 yeah. laps around that joint? Holy shit. Yeah. So my three were going to be the snowball, the red butter, the Winchester. Like that's yeah. just those are the craziest races that's insane i would do the same wants to run a hundred lap tiger race no <laughs> no <laughs> the last triple crown race is 100 laps oh see so you can do what 70 you said 75 um, you do 100 attempting to boycott it but it's not working <laughs> technically me man this race be lowered to 40 somebody call scott <laughs> coburn yeah, I'll do it for you. <laughs> He'll, <laughs> He'll, <laughs> He'll be like 400 laps. You? I don't know, but I'll do it. <laughs> Taylor, how about you? Um. Well, you see, I don't know, and neither do you guys. Um, I don't know many races that are. Is your daddy close by? Ask him. I don't know where he is. Never mind. Don't ask him. I know that he liked the Winchester 400. I know I that the track did. scared the shit out of him, is what he always says. That place um, is pretty freaky. You wouldn't know yep. it because he was fast as hell. Yeah. Um, um, can I not answer? Because <laughs> I don't know. I, any, I never raced more than 50 laps, so I can't even imagine what going a hundred laps would be like, let alone 250, let alone 400 seems like I, what if I had to pee? That's what I think about. Wait till you run the Labor Day 200 someday. Cause you will. And your spotter's going to come on and be like, okay, bud, that's halfway. And you can be like halfway. Oh my God. I thought that should have been 10 to go. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Like, halfway like what if you have what? to pee? What if you have to pee? Send it. Pee yourself. Do you want to hold your pee or do you want to feel relieved and get back to business? I don't want to feel warmth in my bum. Don't you already? Yeah, you're going to be warm anyways. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I've mm -hmm. never done it. 
I, I attempted to one time, but oh, it's, hard, it's harder. To, it's hard to do. Yeah, sitting the, down all buckled in like that. It's hard to do. Yeah, the fall brawl, however many years ago it was when we were. That's in the one. Of, that's the race, dude. For it's three like and a half it. hours. <laughs> I tried. I couldn't. That was the most I, uncomfortable same. race I've ever had. <laughs> I literally told my dad, I was like, I'm gonna be off the radio for a minute. I'm like loosening my belts up. I'm like, do it. I can't get it done. Yeah, it was horrible. Finally, just pull them tight and have to pee for the next two hours. It's off. Tony Stewart, Watkins Glen, 2004. Oh. Do you guys know that story? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's a man right there. Yikes. Yeah. That's a mess. Oh, yep. goodness. I heard about somebody not obviously doing that, but I heard about people throwing up in their helmets. That I couldn't tolerate. No, if I threw up in my helmet, I'd have to pit or I'd never stop throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) Just be like, free laugh. I mean, oh, there it is. Shit. Marcel, that's what's going on in there. (laughs) What's going on in there? These freaking French fries didn't taste any better the second time. This is bad. The third or the fourth. (laughs) What? Or the third or the fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, we all just need to stick to 250 laps and no more by the sounds. I don't think Taylor's ever going to run an endurance race now. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor's going to make it to a late model and tell her dad he can run all the long ones. She's not interested. I, it's just a serious question. Like you're having to hydrate. Yeah. Well, see, that is hard because you have to know Mm -hmm. when to stop because I hydrated and I know Cameron knows about the hydration stuff and everything probably better than all of us but i hydrated one time for the labor day race so much that like i peed before we went out for driver intros and by the end of driver intros i had to pee already and mm-hmm. then i have to run a 200 lapper i was like i fucked up i did it was awful okay i think this is a great time <laughs> nick hang up the phone <laughs> hang it up you asked about long races Taylor was concerned about PM. I got way more of an answer out of everyone than I was anticipating. This is what the people want to see. Leave it. End it. This is definitely not what I want to hear when I'm driving. We'll catch you next week on Behind the Visor, presented by the Inside Group.